fellow Zeros. Thank you for tuning in to Zeros Talking Heroes, the podcast that knows a revolution without dancing is a revolution not worth having. Go home, like boys. Nope. I do like it, though. That's very good. That's yeah, good. Thank that you. Was good. You didn't go with the obvious. I'm your host, Joe, and I'm here with four other Guy Fox impersonators to talk to you about V for Vendetta. We've got Frank. The podcast that's in the rain. Matt. The only podcast that thinks Laserlass is banging. Corey. Remember, remember, the 5th of November, when Zeros talked V for Vendetta. That was the obvious one. That was pretty good. <laughs> I thought you were going to flip the script on us and do like what you did with The Watchmen. I didn't even think of that. I was convinced it was going to happen. And sequel. The only podcast that should not be afraid of the government. The government should be afraid of this podcast. And the honorable mention, the only podcast that's an idea, and ideas are bulletproof. Mm, we are going to. Wow. I like your pick, Joe. Yes. No, that very, was good. That was actually a really good one. I'm not even mad I didn't get it right. That was one of the ones where I was like, that's it. It's the one. Nailed it. So before we start talking about V for Vendetta, we've got two emails on the horizon. Hey, yo. These two people sent their thoughts to zthpodcast.gmail.com. If you want yours read on the podcast like they're about to be, do that. First one is from John, who's emailed us before, friend of the podcast. John writes, Hey guys, I was with Joe during NYCC, which is New York Comic Con, and hope the cards that were passed out helped get more followers. Big fan of the logo. This podcast has become a regular in my weekly lineup. I mean, I hope so. <laughs> I mean, if he's announced as friend of the podcast. Yeah. I'm writing because I've begun putting together a spreadsheet of your ratings, but I need some clarity. In the early days of the podcast, attempting to define how much a shard represented towards a whole stone was difficult and has become a bit confusing. My question for you is how much does a shard account for? Half. 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 Point five. Sometimes someone will give a movie 3.5, 4.5, etc., and then someone else will give the same movie a three and a shard. In my opinion, a shard should be a third or fourth of a stone. It's half. It, half. <laughs> it will. It will always be half. Yeah. Half. I'm pretty I sure it's always been half. It's just some it's people say half and some people say shard. Yeah. And it's just. I, I mean, understand the confusion. It's trademarked. That's fair. Trademark. I respect. Yeah. I, res- I respect his opinion, but I'm not doing thirds no. and, and quarters. No, fuck that. Way too much math. I don't even do halves. Yeah. Or two, three, four, and five, as we found out last week. John, I'm going to try it. <laughs> also, sometimes. Also, you sometimes go off your rating scale. I'll only bring this up because it seemed that Sequel felt obligated to give TMNT a score which was less than your scale anyway. That's because Sequel does what Sequel wants. Exactly. <laughs> Sequel has his own fucking rules. He also gave the same score to Howard the Duck, so. Because he can get things. it. F. F. Yeah. Shard. Same thing. <laughs> Deal with it. Point five. That's what those movies are worth to me. Because wow. I can't give a zero. Thanks, Joe. I thought we said, I said you zeros. couldn't give a half, I, and you gave I a half. I have a zero. <laughs> I said you can't do it, and you did it anyway. I have a zero. Johnny in, burned himself. I have a zero in mind. Ooh. Anyway. Uh, he, and then he just asked, uh, Mac, you were out for the Star Trek episode, Corey, you were out for the X-Men, you guys have readings to give it for the spreadsheet or no? Have you even seen you it? Watch it yet. I have not seen it yet, but apparently it just came out, so soon. X-Men is getting um, a four from me. Yeah. I, I liked X-Men. I know I wasn't on it. I, I guess we didn't talk about it on a podcast, but I remember you saying that. Yeah, no, I mean, I didn't, I, I missed getting my thoughts in before the podcast was recorded, and I never actually gave what my rating was, but my rating as I finished watching it was a four. So wait, the state doesn't require you guys to be mic'd up 24-7? Not yet, no. Oh. I mean, I, I, get, I guess that's just my, around, my so. offender status. I'm still from Jersey. 
Oh, gotcha. Uh, gotcha. It's fine. <laughs> Still waiting for that to transfer up. John, send that spreadsheet in, man. I'm, I don't even remember half my ratings. So. Mm, he's going to. Cool. At the end of the year. He can make it a Google Sheet. Oh, my gosh. And then we can all edit it, and I can change all mine to sevens. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> no. We're going to save a copy first. Wow. And our other email comes from Rocco, first time emailer, who says, Great podcast on Howard the Duck, total classic. You guys should review Kick Ass. Let me know when you guys decide to talk sports as well and when I can call in live. <laughs> well, you can't call in live. Ever. No. It's just not an option. Or you could call him. Huh? You could call him. I could call him right now. Yeah. I'm not going to. Oh. Appreciate your email being short. Thanks for the email, Coach. <laughs> Coach Racco, is that what you wrote? Yep. Cool. That's how he signed it. Nice. Like I said, zthpodcast at gmail.com. You can join in on all this fun by having us read your email and, I guess, sort of make fun of it. <laughs> Let's continue not talking about V for Vendetta and do what we've been watching. Corey. I have been watching um, Days, Crest, and Fall in Skyrim because they just released the remaster. And I have spent all of my free time playing that because Skyrim is fucking great. Does it look good? It looks fantastic. It's hard to tell. Like the 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 videos made it seem like it was going to be like a crazy difference. It's not. You know the things that still don't look real don't look real. But it's still an amazing game, and it's it is clear. There's definitely a clarity that you didn't get. I heard you play mods on it. You can, That's which cool. I haven't fucked with yet, but. Clarifying question. Yeah. Are you, since you've played the game and you, you've you done the story, blah, 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 are you doing, like, special pinpoint things now? Like, getting those secret stupid weapons that are scattered all over? You're just like, I'm getting that one fucking thing. I'm going to get it, and then I'm going to go and do something else. I, I should have been more clear. I havenven't done anything okay, yet gotcha. except Smith. Gotcha, cool. I'm getting my smithing up to 90, getting Daedric armor, and then just going to do whatever the fuck I want and just ruin the land. Okay, cool. I'm going to kill everyone. Can't wait. Now they know. Can't wait for the list, please. Those bandits are going to know you're coming. Hey, who was that? Yeah, there's no sneak. I'm not going to sneak. I'm an orc. I'm just going to be big and walk in. <laughs> walk in with the biggest weapon I can find. There you it's go. It's going to be fantastic. You walked in there and the guards are ready after you. Yeah. It's like, oh, good. Sequel, you're up now. I started Westworld. Westworld's great. Mm-hmm. Four episodes in. Very violent. Cool story. Futuristic. I like it. Anyone else here watching? Just Matt. Me. It's very good. I'm, I'm not up to date, but I am watching. Yeah, I think there are five episodes in yeah. there. Like one behind. I want to watch the original movie, too. Even though I heard it's... Not as good as the show? Well, I mean, it's from 91 or something, so it can't be that good. But I still, I just want to see what, like... I didn't know it was a book. I didn't know it was a Crichton book. I didn't know anything about it right. until I started watching the show. When I heard it was a Crichton book, I was like, Ooh, I like something he did. It's a good show, though. I recommend it. Yeah, it's it. cool. Matt, what else have you been watching since it hasn't been Westworld? Oh, uh, I have started... Everyone hold hold your breath. Uh, <gasps> yep, I have started Young Justice. <sighs> yep. Because uh, some friends of mine started a podcast called Whelmed, and it's a podcast about Young Justice. And I said, what the fuck? How do you have a podcast about Young Justice? It's DC. It's DC Sidekicks. What the fuck? So I went and I started watching it, and it's cute. It's you know, yeah. it's, it's, it's cute. That's, oh. that's the only word I can have for it. It's cute. It's got Superboy, it's got Robin, and it's got a bunch of other assholes. So Who are these people? Uh, Whelmed. Glowing they reviews. Are, um, Caleb and 
Rich Howard. And uh, they just started. They're like two or three episodes in. I don't know. I don't know when this is being released, so something like that. But, yeah. So I started that, and that's what I did. I like the name, Whelmed. Whelmed, yeah. yeah. Well, it's actually from a line in the show, which I took a screenshot of, and I said, oh, so this is why you guys named your show. Also, the the world is really weird. Like, Batman's like a really caring, like, dad type, and I'm like, what the, this, that's not God. Right. Okay. It's for kids. It is for kids. <laughs> but they have some serious, like, adult things, but it is definitely for kids. Frank, what have you been watching? I haven't been watching really anything. Great. I've been playing Minecraft, so... Are you fucking serious? Yeah. <laughs> Minecraft is awesome. Joe, what have you been watching? I have been catching up on the parts of Arrow Season 4 and Flash Season 2 that I <clears throat> didn't yet watch. Do those two seasons coincide? No. More or less. They did at airtime, so I mean, oh, okay. I'm assuming... Oh, yeah, I don't know how far ahead yeah. one is of, of the other. Two seasons on I blocked out of Season 3, so... You have to. And that's what we've been watching. Hey! Let's get into talking about <laughs> Beef Vendetta with some movie facts. Beef Vendetta was given to us in 2005. It was directed by James McTeague. It was his first film, and after that, he didn't really do anything notably as a solo director. Ninja, Assassin, The Raven, and Survivor. I've never heard of any of them. Anyone else? No. The Raven sounds interesting, because I love The Crow, but... Survivor's a cool show on CBS, but I don't think it's the same thing. I think it's unrelated. <laughs> Raven's probably like a martial arts movie. Probably. Or it's a documentary of, you know, WCW's The Raven. Or the Baltimore Ravens. All possibilities. <laughs> Beaver Vendetta stars Natalie Portman, Hugo Weaving, Stephen Rea, or Ree, I'm not really sure, Stephen Fry, John Hurt, and Tim Piggott-Smith, and other people I didn't list, because they weren't in that much. The budget for the movie was $54 million dollars. And it grossed $132 million. $70 million of that was domestic. The scores. Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 73%. Certified fresh. The audience score on there is 90%. IMDb gave it an 8.2 out of 10. And Metacritic gave, gives it a 62 with a user score of 7.3. So they're favorable, but they're kind of all over the place. Yeah, all over the board there. I think the one thing that's super interesting about those numbers is when it comes to what the audience, what, like, regular people are talking about is exceptionally higher. Like, yeah. 73 to 90 or 62 to 73. Both huge jumps, over 10-point jumps. Like, the audience clearly liked this better than critics did. Which makes some sense, I suppose. Still nine points is big for Metacritic. Metacritic's, like, usually right next to each other. Oh, yeah, exactly. Rotten Tomatoes, you get a little bit of variation, but... It can, yeah. Wasn't the Wachowski siblings involved in this? They wrote it. They wrote the movie. They're the ones that did Matrix? Yes. I always get them confused with some other brother team. The Coen brothers? That's the one. Okay, good. (laughs) Totally different film styles. Now we know. (laughs) That's all I have for the facts, so let's do our general thoughts about the movie. Corey. This movie came out in 2005? Yes. Uh, do we happen to know an exact date in 2005? March 17th. March 17th, 2005. Yep. Okay. So this came out about, a, I guess, the year before I graduated high school. So I, I would say that this movie actually changed my life in a lot of ways. It was a, it was a very, very important movie for, my, for me as far as, um, I guess, my development went. I didn't ever think about 
revolts, rebellions, and revolutions as unnecessarily good thing in this day and age until I watched this movie. It made me way more politically conscious in a lot of ways, and I think the way that this movie does it is by going lo-fi on the visual effects that make it super comic booky, but making it feel real. So what I'm saying is, this movie's fucking fantastic. Sequel? This movie was supposed to come out November 4th, 2004, but got pushed back. Hmm. November 4th. Why? November 5th for obvious reasons. I don't know. Okay. It just got pushed back. But I didn't see this movie came out in theaters until years later. I really enjoyed this movie. Um, I think this is the movie I like Natalie Portman in the most. Uh, I think she's tremendous. It's very thought-provoking. It's very... You, you can really take this movie and relate it into things that are going on today. I enjoy movies like that. Um, I think it, the plot's kind of complex. There's a lot going on. There's a lot going into it. But I don't think that hurts the story at all. But yeah, I'm, I'm on board with Corey, man. I think this movie's pretty fucking awesome. Frank? Um, my friend actually told me uh, to see the, uh, watch this movie a couple years ago. And the first time I watched it, I was like blown away by the storytelling. I thought that this movie had a very dense story involved in it, but it was easy to follow because you wanted to know what was happening. You were like in the movie. Like I felt very into it. And I think it's probably my favorite DC movie ever. Watchmen's up there. The Dark Knight's up there. But this one probably takes the crown for me. And it's one of my favorite movies. And it's very inspiring to me as well. So take that with what you will. And that. When referring to DC movies, it's take the cowl. Take the cowl. Okay, yeah. Um, (laughs) How gracious. Yeah. Uh, I really enjoyed this movie. Uh, It's interesting how uh, many parallels you can draw from things that we have experienced to things that are happening in that movie. I like seeing the same six British actors in everything that uh, they do. I like it. And that um, we review. Yep. I enjoy the fact that Natalie Portman is one of our own and she's doing great for herself. Yeah, it's a good movie. Makes you think. And that's uh, that's definitely the sign of a great movie. Joe, what do you think? I think this movie was pretty good. I'd never seen it before. This is my first time ever seeing it. Uh, like you guys pretty much already said, the plot in this movie and the goings-on are really complex and dense, so I think I'd need to see it a second time to fully grasp everything. Also, parts of this movie are really quiet, so I didn't catch every single line of dialogue. Not so to mention British. Help. See, the British I didn't have a problem with understanding. It's just Those the, captions definitely help. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, there are moments that the, the volume just drops out. And it's really loud in certain points, so it's just a little unbalanced there. But no, it's a good movie. It's... It does make you think. It's very complex stuff. And I'm probably going to view it a second time to get the full experience. From this point forward, we will be spoiling... Nope. Spoiling B for Vendetta. So if you've not yet seen it and you'd like to see it without knowing what happens, stop listening now and come back after you've seen it. And we're back. I want to add a second spoiler warning. Yes. I can't promise that this podcast is not going to get at least a little political here. Is that spoilers, or is that just a no, warning? No, I'm just warning. It's oh, not really a spoiler. That's fair. By the time I'm this podcast comes... No. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, no. Because oh, he no, wants this right. to drop before... Okay, right, this will drop before the election. No one will listen, though. It's a Saturday. 
That's not true. People are going to drive to um, pick pumpkins. I don't fucking know, Joe. Start yeah, but they're still going to listen to it on Monday, the day before the election. Yeah, sure. That's yeah. That That's true. This is going to get this is going to get deep. Like the bunker you're about to dig. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, and the grave I'm about to fall into. Am I right, Frank? Yeah, yeah. Up top. This is either going to be our most or least popular episode. Yeah. Yes. I'm going to do the I best guess. I can to yes, keep myself both. in the middle, but there's yes, going to be some both. political stuff getting thrown around sure. this microphone a bit. How do we feel about the acting? I think it was this garbage. Movie. I think they should recast the whole thing. No, nah, I, <laughs> I, I think they... I mean, I've never opened up a uh, V comic. It's just no a one novel. Ha- no one has. No, but it's a single it's graphic, a graphic novel. novel. No, it's ten issues. Oh, okay. So... I don't really know if they've actually nailed the role, but I was sold on every performance in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Natalie Portman nailed an English accent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> so difficult to do. I mean, I I feel like it's got a lot of talent there. So There's only <laughs> one performance in this movie, and it's not even his performance on the whole or throughout the whole movie, but like one particular moment that I was like, that bothers me, and it's the um, the main guy that's investigating Finch. Mm-hmm. Yes, Finch, yeah, Invest- uh, Inspector <clears throat> Inspector Finch. When he does his weird like sh- flop back to like align with the parties, and then forward back to being on V's side, like that switch happens. I mean, the movie's coming to a, like a close at that point, so they have to cram as much in as they can. But it just happens too fast. Like there's a slow build of him slowly not believing in the government anymore, in his party. He hears the story about, you know, the government poisoning everybody. And then he realizes that he was talking to V. It pisses him off, so he's like, we're going to catch him now. I'm back with the party. And then he gets there, and Evie's like, no, fuck fuck that noise. (laughs) And he's like, you know what, yeah, okay. And then, like, like, that flip-flop was a little inauthentic to me, but overall... You're right. Everything else about this movie, acting wise, is fucking fantastic. Yeah, I would. I would say it would probably would have been done better had they, after he's been tricked, like he just respects it instead of gets mad at V, because then stays on the same path. Because it would just be. Because yeah, you're right. The the flip at the end is just too easy. He's yeah. like, yeah, you're right. Okay, send well, the train. Well, yeah. we went very too far in the movie. <laughs> spoiler. Yeah, true. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter now. Speaking of acting, apparently V was cast as another actor for uh, the first few weeks of the film. It was six weeks. Six weeks, and apparently he his some of his scenes are still in it, just with Hugo Weaving's voice over it. Okay, I mean that would make sense. Yeah, no, it's just it's just that. funny that 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 they did that and it happened. You know, do we know who the other actor was? Yes, who uh, it? Great, it up and forgot great question, Corey. Great question, Hubert. If you could pull that up. He's back. Um, he's always been here. And just start furiously signing it. Uh, I can think of movies he's been in, but I don't know his... Oh, Purefoy. Wow. Wow, I pulled that out of my ass. Purefoy. Jason Purefoy? He was... Fuck. He was in the... Um, are, are you guys looking him up right now? It's James Purefoy. James. Damn! Yeah. Do you got a picture for me? Oh, yeah. Okay. Where'd you pull that out of? Oh! The beer, I think. <laughs> that fucking guy? <laughs> right? Remember, the, been remember the show the, the Following? Following? No, I didn't watch that. Oh yeah, with yeah. Bacon. Yeah, he was the cult leader. Yeah, uh, keep going. Uh, keep going. He was in a Night's Tale. He was yes. the king yeah. in a Night's Tale. Yes, or the prince, whatever it was. Sure. 
Sequel, look for the lamest movie. That's the one I know him from. <laughs> he was in John Carter. Ooh. There you go. That's the one. Did you see John Carter? <laughs> yeah, oh, the yeah. fucking movie's garbage. Oh. God, that's not a comic book, right, guys? I fucking hope not. I don't know, actually. Actually, that might be. <laughs> Fuck our lives. It feels like one that it's might one be. Of nice, my... Corey. I never saw <laughs> I, it. I did this. Edit that out. Recommendation. Might. Doesn't matter. I'm putting it as my recommendation. <laughs> you would. I, that's my that's my thing. I feel he would have done a fine job. Not as good as Hugo Weaving, but they probably switched him right. for a reason. It was just weird to see, because the picture they had of Hugo Weaving in the x-ray on, Am- on Amazon was his bearded self, and I'm like, his beard isn't being hidden by this mask. This is ridiculous. And I'm like, this picture is so old. <laughs> so, it's so recent compared to what this movie is. Back to Natalie Portman for a second. Mm. Is this your best movie? Except the first three Star Wars. But yes, you're right. People love her in Black Swan. Oh, she won Best Actress for Black Swan. People love her in Black Swan for a different reason. See, drink, I, you monster. I love her in The Professional. I think that was her first movie. I don't know if anyone saw Lean on The Professional. Mm-hmm. Corey's nodding his head. Yes. I like her as Jane Foster. Garden yeah. State's a, a perfectly fine movie. She plays a great job. Yeah, but you know what? Garden State's just a... Like, it's, it's, it's an you, outlier to right. everything. It needs to be right. in, its, in a class of its now, own. We got two separate questions going on here. Mm. Best movie with Natalie Portman or best Natalie Portman performance? I think performance-wise is V for Vendetta. I would go best movie as well. Best movie? Me. I yeah. mean, really, uh, I would say that it's both for her, yeah. Okay. She did very well in this movie. Yeah, she's really good in this movie. Yeah. And I, I mean, just realized I hadn't, I have not seen that many Natalie Portman movies as we're talking about, I mean, this. about it. <laughs> Honestly, besides the three prequels, yes, I would say these are her best movies. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it, Matt! I just gagged a little bit. <laughs> the thing is, like Natalie Portman. Okay, he keeps making jokes about the prequel <laughs> movies, but that's a, a valid point because we think that she's in everything and that she's all over the place. That's because the fucking prequel movies, as shitty as they are were huge. Yeah. And they still are everywhere. Like, mm-hmm. on any given holiday weekend, you can find a Star Wars marathon and see her on television. So she may not have been in a lot of things, but she was in those three movies that make her seem bigger than she is. And she was in this, and she killed the role and took this movie to a whole nother level. Hugo Weaving is great as V, but without Evie, without his Evie, this mm-hmm. movie isn't as deep. It's not as complex. Mm-hmm. No, of course not. Like, it really isn't. Apparently ScarJo went out for this role, too. I'm glad they didn't Portman. I mean, I'm not saying that she couldn't have done it, because she can't act. I'm not saying she... But, again, like, I... Hindsight's twenty twenty, sure, but, yeah. like... No, I'm just saying. There's someone else that, that's, like, on the tip of my tongue who it said that also went out for the role, but I can't think of who it is. But. I think the story is so solid, you can throw any reasonable actor into yes. these roles and yeah. still live up. Agreed. It's just hard to picture uh-huh. other people as these principal we, characters. Because we know it as... So what you're saying is that they should <laughs> shoot three different movies with three different casts? I agree with you 100%. That'd be Steve. cool. God, that'd be so, so cool. That would be awesome, actually. Yeah. Each movie done by a totally different cast and crew? That would be fun. Like, with different directors? Yeah. Like, this yep. is this story from this guy's perspective. Yep. Oh, my God. That would be really yeah. fun. Someone make that happen? Thanks. Contact us at ZTH Podcast. Spielberg, Lucas, we're talking to you. <laughs> yeah. Drop us a line at ZTH Podcast at gmail.com. Like, we'll, uh, we'll, 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 get, we'll, we'll get it going for you. It's like intellectual property. That can never happen, though. Yeah. So they each make one, and then we make the third one? Yep. Fantastic. They have to get. They have to fund it. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Joe, you have to take the female roles. I'm sorry. Your wrists are perfect for it. <laughs> wow. I like that. It's, from it's the- all on the wrist. Yeah. <laughs> I got nothing. Boom. I love that they put 
the moral of the story and like the story or like outline the story that they're trying to tell right in the beginning. It's very Shakespearean of them, and they constantly draw on Shakespeare throughout the course of this film, which is why it kind of like really drives the point home when you watch it again. Like you said, you've only seen it once. Yeah. Did you have you only seen it once too? I've seen it like six times. Oh, you have seen it a bunch of times. Okay, he loves this movie. Yeah. Um, so I, like, that's, and that's actually something that popped up into my head today when I was watching it for this. I was like, oh shit, they just Romeo and Julieted us. They told us exactly what was going to happen right out the gate. Mm-hmm. So now everything, it's not about how it ends, it's about how we get there, which I find a really cool way to tell a story. Um, I don't know if I'm remember this later, so I'm going to bring it up now. Um, I might be spoiling a future, um, excuse me. Spoiling is a strong word, but I might be spoiling a future podcast by asking this question, but for those who have seen it, Serenity, mm-hmm. who is a better monster? The Operative or V? Both of them know they need to create a new world and know that they cannot exist when that world is created. Monster? False equivalency because we're looking at V for Vendetta mm-hmm. as V being the good guy. No, and we no. look at that operative as being a bad guy. No, 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 no. Uh, the way the way that the, the way the movie is framed, yeah, right, yeah. right, yes. Okay, but I see them both as the same character. You're right. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. And who's better at it? No. Who do you like better? Oh, who? V. Yeah. I like V better, and I like V better because he's going against the grain. The operative in Serenity is he's with he's with the grain, but he still knows that he can't exist in that world, which I think is cool. I just uh, that's that's just a I like that it. he's with he's with the grain at the same time. He knows that when that starts, he's done. Yeah. That's actually what makes the difference, though, because V thinks he gets to see the New World Order come come to be. Mm-hmm. He doesn't realize that he doesn't until Evie calls him a monster. He's, his plan His plan the entire time is to send that train and then go amongst people and be like, yeah, motherfucker, I am V. Mm-hmm. And then he realizes that he's the monster and says, well, I can't, so I'm going to go out in a blaze of glory, and that's that. Right? Spoilers for future podcast people. Probably, yeah. <laughs> I get so amped up with the buildings blowing up. I don't know why. I love them so oh, much. God. I'm like, yay! In my like, which time do you like more, beginning or end? They're both so good, but probably the end, for sure. But I think it's I think the music has to do with it. Oh, yeah, the album of yes. is amazing. Once it kicks on and then the buildings start blowing up, I'm like, ah, I love this so much. <laughs> I actually got a little emotional when Imagine Parliament you. blew up. Yeah, I got I got a little emotional. I've seen this movie, I watch it the first week of November every year, because mm-hmm. I'm a fucking nerd, but <laughs> no, la- no. watching it the other day, I, I got emotional on a couple of parts, so it like, never happens mm-hmm. yeah. during this movie for me, but like, especially when uh, when everyone has the Guy Fawkes mask on, and they're walking through the military, mm-hmm. doing yeah, nothing, because was... I, I got a little, yeah. little misty. I got misty later on, as it was blowing up, and she was saying, he was Edmund Dantes, he was... My mother, my father, my brother, mm-hmm, he's yep. you. I agree. And as they're as she's saying that, you they're like cutting back to everybody ripping off the Guy Fawkes mask. And you see like six people who are now dead. Right. Yeah, no, like, I didn't. Six people that are killed throughout but that's the point. I know, I didn't they're, like that. Oh, I liked it. I loved it. I didn't like it. I, I, I was like it. I liked it because it was like the people that have fallen have got help. Help pave the road to get right, and it's not that they're there. the 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 point is that mask is the, but the mask is those people too. Mm-hmm. The mask is the people who have fallen in defense of it. Mm-hmm. So they may not be the people that are actually pulling the masks off because obviously those people are dead. Mm-hmm. But the fact that they are still represented 
in that crowd, whether they're there or whether they're they're there by the mask, that's what's emotional about the scene. I'm getting goosebumps talking about it, guys. Sorry. I have a nitpicky part with that, and you guys are gonna fucking yell at me and just do make it. fun of me. I'm pretty sure I'm not gonna yell at you. You're not. I would love it if Joe did. <laughs> Matt, you're gonna like roll your eyes, shake your head at me. The girl with the glasses. When she gets killed, she has her glasses on over the mask. And at the end of the movie, when she pulls the mask on, the glasses aren't under the mask. I just noticed that, and I'm like, huh, huh, I don't know. That <laughs> I, I did. I noticed that this time, and mm-hmm. it's actually that piece that makes I feel like makes my argument about them not actually being there, but them being part of the mask. Right. More valid because there's no way that she yeah, can have the mask that's on. That's what over I was it. thinking. Like, she can't. There's no way. She but can't. she's she's at, she's not actually right. physically there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's just represented in the face of mm-hmm. this other person that's that age or that size in the crowd. Right. And I guess you can't have everybody with glasses wearing their glasses on the outside no. of the mask. She taped them. That looked pretty. Dumb. It was. She <laughs> taped them to the. Gl- it was actually that was really cool. Yeah. I was like, oh man, she really she really put some work into that. I'm convinced she's the reason. That the cre- the mob forms at the end of the movie. She's the martyr. Oh, she's at least a martyr for a particular region. She's a martyr for that neighborhood, without yeah. a doubt. Oh, without but the a doubt. first time you see any, um, I don't even know what you would call them, Englander, Londoner. What would you? What do you even call you them? Brit. The first time you see a Brit Whoa. raise, I don't know if that's loud. <laughs> if you're in England <laughs> and you're listening to this podcast, first off. Thank you. Tweet at us and tell us what you want to be called for future reference. Well, this thing, they kept saying London, so I would say Londoner. Yeah. Londoner. Um, is the first time you see a Londoner aggressively attack one of the Fingermen. So, you know, that starts. That's like, that. Sh- her getting shot is the spark. That's the catalyst for everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, not everything. It's a matter of time before well, somebody he does ca- something. Like, he, get, yeah, yeah. he sets the wheels in motion. But it's that girl saying, to, how old is she? 10, 12? Yeah, 10. Something like Something that. Like that. She's this young. 12-year-old girl running around in a Guy Fox mask, and that's Could like, have been on, like, Halloween. That's too. crazy. It's definitely the catalyst for that neighborhood, but you have to wonder, like, could it be for, like, the entire nation? Yes. Because, because there's not a way for that to be covered by any news outlet since the government controls all the news outlets, you know? But immediately yeah. after you see that fingerman get smacked in the face with a wrench, it cuts to the news so- the news sources saying, riots have broken out in the right. streets. Which also doesn't really make a ton of sense. Yeah. You figure they would have suppressed that shit and would have just gone back to everything being happy. That's I think that's um, mm-hmm. the Chancellor's biggest misstep in this whole process was being like, we're going to scare them back into control. No, you've lost control, man. You need to just shut that shit, like, shut the news down so nobody knows that it's happening. Right, but that's the major underlying point of the movie, is he's ruling on fear, right? Yeah. And, the, and, and V is trying to get Evie to lose her fear. Mm-hmm. And he, he's ruling, like, that's why stories like that are getting released, like, riots are breaking out, oh man, we're in worse shape than we thought. The the news outlet that I forgot the character's name, but the, the pretty much the Bill O'Reilly of this movie. Uh, Prothero. No, Dietrich was the the funny one. It's it's Prothero. Oh, Prothero. Yeah, yeah the, okay. the guy that. Oh, he's the England professional. Yes. Oh, okay. I say it does. Right, and when he's he, his whole show is 
scaring people. He's he's talking about what's going on and what he would do if he was if if he was there. You know, so I think the Chancellor's ruling out of fear because he has to. It's mm-hmm. what he knows. It's what the party the party is based on. It's what how, it's how also the party what he wants to. Right. Yeah. Well, it's worked. I, I mean, you know, people dictators have the the biggest downfall of the dictators is that they don't evolve. They they found a way to get into power. They found what works. If it ain't broke, don't fix and it. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. And then when it does, and then when it does break, they don't realize it. They don't even realize it. They're they're too like the megalomania in their head is like, no, I built this out of nothing, and how it happened is how it's going to continue to be. That was a very good comparison, by the way. Prothero's the Bill O'Reilly. Yeah. Well, that's what he reminds his cable it shows. Is. But <laughs> it really. And is. I, not for nothing, not to put my political views and stuff. I don't mind the O'Reilly show. I like his guests. I think he's a good interviewer. So, But he comes across as the Bill O'Reilly of this movie. Yeah. I mean, they don't have the angles, though. <laughs> we don't do the angles that they did in this movie. Oh, no. Because let me tell you something. That television was too big. <laughs> he, did not be, he did not need to be that big in <laughs> any of those meetings. I'm like, Jesus Christ, John Hurt. Oh, you're talking take about this, the actual... Take a yeah. pill. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, was, that was crazy. Not to mention the, the new flag of, uh, of the fascist Britain is horrible. No, because that's the thing. They even mentioned, they mentioned it once or twice in the movie that the party is the hyper-religious wing of the already yeah. conservative party. So to have a cross, like a slightly augmented cross makes perfect sense. I know, it's just ugly. Yeah, I'm not saying it's ugly. I just hated it, oh, is what okay. I'm saying. It's a horrible symbol, is what I'm saying. It's like it's borderline swastika, borderline cross. Is what is is the line that you mean like a you mean like a Christian swastika? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wow, <laughs> it's the line they were fluting. We did get a swastika in this movie. We did. We did. Mm-hmm. The vault. That's right. Mm-hmm. When that first happened, there, right? I was like, oh god, his secret is he's a Nazi. What was your question, Frank? There was porn in there, right? Yeah, that's why she was like, oh. Gay porn. It happened. Well, no, that's where she found out he was a homosexual. Yeah. Oh, I don't gay know. porn. Yeah. But he was planning on giving it to her anyway, which, which was a really weird conversation. No, <laughs> I don't think so. No. Don't think he, he was like, well, you know, men no. of my stature He's are supposed to entertain for appearance. Keep it up, appearance. Right? No, I get it, but the, but there's, nothing's going to happen. N- there's nothing. There's nothing to say that he wasn't going to bring her over, have dinner with her. And then actually, like, they seem to have an oddly close relationship yeah. anyways. So that may have even been a plan. I was like, listen, I'm gay. Don't tell nobody. Because I'll die. Because I'm going to die. And let's, mm. let's just... To me, know. it felt a little bit more than that. It felt like he was going to have her be his beard. I mean, it's possible, but... Right, that's, what, that's the line I felt like they were, they were, they were towing. Because he didn't have one of those uh, Game Boy lights yeah, that yeah. made that made the room be able to stop recording them. Game Boy light, oh my god! You're it's what it looked That's like. Exactly what it, it looked, looked like. like. A Game Boy light. Also, um, he in this situation, um, what was it? Diedrich, Daddy Diedrich. Yep. He is Daddy Diedrich in this situation. David Letterman on this one. David Letterman. <laughs> the Conan O'Brien. The Conan O'Brien. <laughs> Everyone, pick out your favorite late night host. Jimmy Fallon. Get Wrong. Out. Get out. <laughs> since we're since we're on him, Jimmy Fallon I'm, or Dietrich? Dietrich. Okay, good. Okay, great. Um, we're back. Uh, yeah. Am I the only one that thinks that he would not have died had he not shot the Chancellor at the end of that scene? Well, that's when the mm, V says they found the Quran. Right. But I think that. I don't even think he. I don't even think Cree shows up if 
the Chancellor isn't shot at the end of that sketch. Well, that's, that's when he squeezes the glass of milk and it breaks in his hand when that happens. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. If he doesn't shoot the two Chancellors at the end of that scene, everything that he says is going to happen to him probably happens. He issues an apology, an on-air apology, because, again, he's probably the highest-rated show on that network, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Sky TV. He's the only thing that breaks up the monotony of the British spin television. Because mm-hmm. it looks like there aren't any other television stations. No. It looks, <laughs> it looks like, like there's nothing else on television. There were like 32 other channels, no one watches any of them. Yeah. Or they're just playing reruns of other shit that's on the BTN. It's like the Truman Show. So I... <laughs> I didn't even see sports. Like, they never even showed, showed a football... No cricket? Sh- they might not have had. That's what I'm saying. Like, like they took a while... Like, I didn't even see sports ever played. It's true. But maybe that's the only thing that's not on the BTN. Mm-hmm. Sports is the only other thing on television that isn't the BTN. Because everything, every fucking thing is on the BTN. Every television in London. They showed all the citizens watching all the shows. They went mm-hmm. to nursing homes, people's living rooms. Mm-hmm. That was a cool That was a cool build. There was the one point in the, the TV station when the security guard's watching TV. He's definitely not watching BTN. I forget what he is watching because it's really far away. That was Laser Lass. Laser yeah. Lass and, and uh, Storm Saxon. I really like that. I was like, that's just random. Good for you guys. <laughs> laser Lass is bagging. Storm, Sa- Storm Saxon and Laser Lass. They were. So yeah, I guess there are so there other, is something. Yeah, there are alternatives that no one chooses to exercise. Yeah. Well, I mean, this movie's happening in real time. Right. Or supposedly real time. Or the not so... Not no, it was real time. Future. Not so distant yeah. future. 2020s. Yeah. As, and this guy is watching the only thing that's probably not the BTN, and it looks like it's from like the 70s or the 80s. That show looked old as fuck. You're not wrong. So, maybe that's what it is. Maybe the other alternatives are just, you know, classic shows. Purposely bad. No, they might just be classically yeah. old. Like, his his whole thing very well may have just been trying to... Oh God, I'm, I'm going to do it. Fuck it. Is trying to make Britain great again. So, he wanted to go back to an older time when things were a little different. Not saying it's a parallel to anything we're looking at. Good. You're not saying it, but you just said it. I'm certainly not saying that it's clearly a parallel to me watching the news every night. Not saying that at all. Or the fact that what they said was going on in the United States in the movie might be a parallel to what what our December is going to look like. It's unbelievable. The former United States is still in civil war. And I was like, oh, please... (laughs) I don't want this. They were describing his rise to power. I'm not going to touch on it because I don't want to draw any parallels, but Good. there was a parallel. Oh, yeah, there's a significant parallel. And I just, like, slowly turned my head towards my wife, and she did the same, and we were just like, It's It's wow. horrifying. And yeah. It's horrifying listening to it. But that's the <laughs> thing. Like, And you know what? Taking it out of today, moving away from today's context... Every dictator that has ever been a dictator throughout the course of human history has had the exact same rise to power. So it's not any different. Like, what we're seeing today, whatever weird things that might be parallel to what we're seeing in politics today, it's not new, it's just how it happens. I've done my rant, I'll try to stop. It works. You can't stop the rock. This is my stuff, I'm sorry. (laughs) I had one little gripe, and I'm jumping ahead. We already did the ending. Yeah, it is. That scene where um, they shoot at V when he's wearing the thing, and he's like, I'm going to basically kill you after you take your shots. Mm -hmm. The swords, I mean, obviously it's 2005, 
and the blood scene, it's like the slow motion blood squibs, did not look that great. I don't know if it was just the version I had, because it didn't look, I don't have a legit copy, I don't think. Yeah. But it didn't look good. Anybody else? I've been talking a lot, so. Par for the course for 2005. Yeah. I think, I think it was fine. That's like my only real. I have a bigger with problem movie. with that scene than the, the just the fact that he doesn't act mortally wounded at all. I mean, adrenaline's a hell of a thing, but that's crazy. He's not a man, but he, he's an idea. He, an idea is can't but be physically, killed. he was a man. But he wasn't. Well, he had he had the he had the, the chest thing on. He had abilities. So too. all yeah. his vitals. The doctor were, mentioned yeah. it. So yes, yes, he was. He was. He was gifted. He wasn't a super soldier, but he was damn near it for Britain. Good try, guys. Captain Britain, not today. <laughs> yeah, Captain Britain, not today. <laughs> and that's actually um, really any of the weird knife throwing, blood scene stuff that went on in this movie is really the only time it, it kind of felt like a comic book to me. Mm. I could see that. Like, I mean, that type of weird, like, that didn't necessarily look great, but that kind of weird over-the-top blood splatter that they had every time he sliced somebody's throat. Totally something out of Sin City. Yeah, they even did, like, the weird, um, like, oh, movement shit. of blade. Like, they outlined it. I was like, you don't need to do that on a... Okay, it's happening. Yeah. I didn't mind that. I didn't mind it, I'm just saying, but, but, they, but that was, like, what he's saying with the comic bookness. Like, in a comic book, that's drawn in because it's like, why is this dagger just sitting in a panel by itself? <laughs> You put two lines after it's like, oh, it's spinning. Yeah, yeah. right. Whoa, someone threw this. Hey, oh, and that's exactly what it is. It's just, <laughs> it's just the like. There are very few moments in this movie where it reads like a comic book, and those are it. When he like, right when he meets Evie, and he like spins the knife around and like hits the guy in the chest, hits the one finger man in the chest with like the butt of his knife, and the guy goes like flying, <laughs> yeah. like that. That's uh, you know one, and then he fights. Eight or nine of them in one shot, and that's the only other time. Mm-hmm. But then again, I don't know what the comic looks like. I assume it looks very similar to what we see. I, I don't. I, I feel like, just like the Watchmen, this is probably a very close adaptation. Right. It's the same author, right, Alan mm-hmm. Moore? I I picked up the graphic novel. I was looking through it, and I'm not a f- fan of the artwork. Really? No, I I, I didn't take it. I thought Watchmen's better drawn. In my opinion. Again, I'm... The Watchmen was fantastic. I'm, I'm out of my depth here. It's the same artist for both books. Is it really? I believe so. I but can, it depends on the year. That. Like, people progress, you know? Yeah. So, art styles can change from, from the same artist, depending for on... My, for, for my particular taste, I, I like the story way more than I like the artwork in this one. That's fine. That's, like, that's fair, though. Like, I probably would have purchased the graphic novel if I liked the artwork a little bit more. I love the dominoes. So much fun. Domino's amped me up for the next bomb going off. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit's going down. He just knocked Originally, I thought he down. was setting up the flag. Really? Yeah, just like the colors. I was like, oh, oh yeah. He's setting up the flag to knock it down. And then when I, when they pan out, I'm like, oh, I guess that makes more sense. I think I think that, the, that there's just a graphic novel choice of using a lot of black and a lot of red. The flag, the V symbol, like those, the, like all of that black with that small red to really make the symbol pop. Yep. That's some that's again super graphic novelty. Like in a black or in a black and white comic book even, if you're gonna put a very minimal amount of color in, yep. you put red where you need it, and that's where you need it. Mm, that makes sense. So when I was watching it, I started thinking about how like if I if you were on the opposite side. 
right? If you were on the... The regime side? The regime side. Or even just a normal person watching television's side. V's the Joker. More or less, He's chaos. He's a chaotic terrorist that nobody understands for the most part. And he thinks that he's right in what he's doing, whether he is or is not. Granted, again, from the scope of the movie, he is totally in the right. But from a very basic standpoint, if you don't know all of the other all the other stuff, you think he's just a crazy person hijacking your television and blowing up buildings with music. Like that's so Joker to me. That's the purpose behind it. Yeah, right. I agree. But that's what I'm saying. Like you have to actually think about it and be like, is he though? And then when you really think about it, he's totally yeah, fucking. Yeah, I just feel like he's got more. But he has a he has an actual agenda. Yeah, sure. The Joker is just. Joker's doing it for anarchy's yeah. sake. And also he has a concrete backstory. Because, like, everyone before he kills them was like, it's you. Yes, but he doesn't even know who he is. In in the in the, in the the diary, he, he, well, yeah. they say he doesn't know who he is, he doesn't know where he's from, he doesn't even know. So, like, they say, oh, it's you, and the really the only, probably one of his first fucking memories right now is him somehow managing to escape and blow up a fucking building. Deadpool. Yeah, he he did have a lot of like uh, parallels to Deadpool, and I was like, "Ugh, Deadpool." Not as many. He was most likely was. written before Deadpool was. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So. No, no, hundred percent. I was just like, "Oh, Deadpool." If you had had like like two percent more plot <laughs> and twelve percent more British, yeah, more than that. I'm totally fine with both. Just to clarify, David Lloyd is the artist for V for Vendetta. Dave Gibbons is the artist for Watchmen. So mm. not the same. So what you're saying is all artists are the same to you? I just said they're not the same. Gotcha. Did you hear? They're not the same. <laughs> <laughs> His man cave is awesome. Yes. His man cave is fuck. It's like the ultimate man cave. It's literally a cave. First of all, let's make sure that's clarified. He is literally underground. Either that or it's a turtle lair. But yeah. Okay. Fine. They never said so. <laughs> no, no. They said. Like you, you know, it's underground. You know, it's underground, but they never showed like an entrance. It's or part of the yeah. part of the tunnel system that they close. That's right. what it is. Yeah, but it's like it is such like and every time they they pat they like pan back to like a certain spot, you notice something else. Like his art collection is worth millions. Oh yeah, millions upon millions, millions of dollars in art. He's stolen everything you could possibly. Buy. Apparently, butter is not a thing anymore for regular people. Yep, that's crazy to me. Yep, Bad for you. I don't want to yeah. live in that world. I don't want. To. If they took bacon away, I'd. You know they took bacon. Oh, I do. Bacon, bacon was definitely gone. Those were the first things to go. If they're they're not giving you butter, if they're not giving you butter, they're not giving you. (laughs) Not even salt. Can't salt it. No, there's no way. England would riot if they couldn't salt things. That's in your mind. It's like saying no tea. Ooh. Don't be brought that up. I know when he was talking about the colonists. That was damn funny. Dump it back into the harbor. We paid them for a tea party they threw us a couple hundred years ago. <laughs> all right, good. Nice, all right, good. Nice one. Do all you fuckers think like that? Good call, good call. <laughs> I hate I hate what he calls the U.S., though. The ulcerated sphincter of Assyria, or whatever the fuck he says there. Everybody got caught that, right? Nope. I remember, I remember <laughs> saying it. sphincter, but then... Yeah. When he, he says the ulcerated sphincter of a word that starts with A. Like, he says that the USA stands for the ulcerated sphincter uh, of uh, something. Love it. And, like, I... Anal fortitude. It's, nope. like, it, the, the, that's the problem. Everybody misses it because the, it doesn't make fucking sense. 
Oh, it might make sense in England. I mean, it I think it, it made sense. To, I just don't remember like the point in the movie. I remember first thing. Okay, right. The when when she's about to leave the house to like eventually meet V. Oh right, yeah. He's like it's just his evening show, and he's talking about how they sent tobacco and wheat. Is yep. that what they sent? And he says that they should go and throw a tea party. Because Someone's we're not going to give them medicine because they sent us tobacco and wheat. What what did we do to piss off England that much? Who knows in this alternate reality? Apparently, let them become a fascist nation and take over all the fighting across the world. We elected somebody. Syria, part one and two. Wow. Yeah, you're right. You did say (laughs) that. that, Reclamation. What did that mean to everyone else? Because that 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 was very confusing for me. Were they reclaiming the nation, or were they reclaiming like parts of the fallen empire? I'm I'm. Clarifying question. That was after the reclamation. Oh, this happened after the reclamation. The reclamation was a very chaotic time for everyone. Maybe they no, no, I think that the reclamation is is what they're calling the Chancellor's rise to power. Okay. So I think that they think that the that the country of England was very broken, uh-huh. and he brought them back together. Okay. So I think that's what that's they mean kind by of what I felt. How did everybody feel about V's um, human side popping out once in a while? He was incredibly human. Sporadically, like he always played up the the idea, like he's an idea, you know, wearing the guy fox mask, you know. But that's what Evie's for to but, bring out his human side. It is, but like he does it, and like when he does it, like he's like he's super self conscious about his hands. Like mm-hmm. Evie says, "Oh my god, your hands!" Like asking if he's okay, and his response is, "Oh my god, you don't want to see these burnt up, these burnt up things." There, see, much better now. It's gonna feel huge in his hand. <laughs> you need to get out of here. <laughs> there it is. Let's see how many cross references we can make with Deadpool and Beef. I mean, there. they are so similar. <laughs> it's, 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 it's getting easier. I yeah. can see the hate emails. <laughs> Deadpool um, and V are the same character. <laughs> Alex is head. Yeah, basically. <laughs> But that little bit of human that early in the movie is what allows for his character to actually have an arc, though. Because he has to move somewhere. He, like, he could just be that, like, one-dimensional, I have a job, I'm gonna, I'm the character of V, and I am going to complete this task. But every time he shows a little bit of that human side, that's what actually allows him to have the arc that allows him to decide that he's not going to be part of the new world. Yeah, like, I think before we argued between the monster, between this and Serenity, right? Mm-hmm. V's not a monster, he's just a man with a agenda. Like, like yeah, he's an idea, but he's not inhuman. Like, he sees that the, I forget the woman's name, the doctor, mm-hmm. the coroner. Yeah. yeah. That she showed remorse for the, what she did, so right. he kills her really humanely and painlessly. As opposed, like, he's making conscious decisions, he's not a monster, he regardless of whether or not you agree with or disagree with what he's doing, he's trying to do it in the best way he sees fit. Yeah. The most deserving way. But the other difference is, like, I, I think he was using the exact same technique with everybody, because she had the same the same vomit pattern as Prothero and the uh, priest did. She didn't throw it. Wait, what vomit? I, I thought she had the same no, vomit thing. No. She died sitting up in her bed. Mm. Clutching the rose. Yep. Mm. I think that he was merciful to her. I, so it it, it seems it seems that he was more merciful to her, but I wonder if that was if that was intentional. Like I wonder if he went in there planning on doing the exact same thing, being 
like highly intelligent and like making those remarks that he made to Prothero and made to the the priest guy. And just before he even had a chance to do that, she was like, I am so sorry. I think he already knew that going in that his plan was to be more, I guess, humane or because mm-hmm. he even said, I killed you ten minutes ago right. while you yes, slept. Yeah, exactly. He held up the strange. So that's what I'm saying, like I don't think he knew that she would apologize to him. I actually really like that scene though. Yeah. She's like, is it meaningless to apologize? He's like, never. Yeah. Yeah. I like that, that also. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. So. I love the flashback prior to that too. Yeah. I think my two favorite scenes are flashback scenes in this movie. The, um, What's the other one? See what I did there? Good setup. Yeah. yeah the, the toilet paper note yeah. flashback. That's a that very cool. powerful emotional scene. Yeah. Gets me every time. Yeah, that one's can we just all agree that that toilet paper was worse than some of the worst toilet paper we've all yeah. used? That was straight up paper. The fact that she could write on. Yeah, like like yeah, straight it held up, up like, surprisingly well. Where'd she get a pencil? She, oh, she you don't want to know. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to know. My, my assumption is she stole it off of like the desk. Like she did hide it in the toilet, so God knows anything else. Go, Joe. I was just gonna say, just the whole flashback thing. Like it was, it was good and everything. Just I find it completely ridiculous. It's not even important. Just. When she came out to her parents, the I forget her name that we have the flashback of. Oh, wrote the note. I just, Val, Anything important in this movie has a V. Yep. That's Val. true. <laughs> that's a good yeah. Yeah. After she comes out, they just they threw out her baby picture. Yeah, that was I was so like, that's weird. over the top and absurd. It's like you people are weird. powerful though. It is, but that seemed like a bit much. But it's a reality. Like yeah. we we think of it as over the top and ridiculous here in our liberal ass northeast. But this is a reality for people in other parts of this very country that we're living in. White people. <laughs> what? I mean, you're not, you're not necessarily wrong, but like I know I, I I have friends who have come out to their parents and have subsequently not talked to their parents since. Like I know these people, so this is like it, it's yes, it, it, it's over the top, but it's somebody's reality yeah, at the crazy. same time, which is which is crazy. I'm not arguing, it, it seems over the top, it seems crazy. But one of the things this movie does is it hits every social point. Because the undesirables didn't start and end at homosexuals. Oh yeah, there's like eight different groups yeah, or something. It's like all of these yeah. different groups. And they at, at one point in the movie they hit on all of these different groups. Like they all have their own little moment. Valerie's was just a bigger one, but that also affected V in a much... Mm-hmm broader sense. I, was, yeah, I wasn't trying to say that doesn't happen and it's not mm-hmm. realistic because I'm sure it does, yeah. obviously. I just thought it was a weird choice for the movie. For the oh, okay, movie. I see what you're saying. If the father walked over to the mantle, pick up the pitch and just threw it in the trash, I would agree with you, but the mom's crying over it, mm-hmm. clutching yeah. it. Like, oh my and then he baby. just grabs it. And, and then he just grabs it. And I'm like, she's not this our, is not going to happen. She's not our daughter anymore. Yeah. To be fair, I think I missed that first part with the mother clutching it and right. crying. Yeah. Okay, so. Yeah, she, that, that, that helps she's on then. the couch yes. looking at She's like, boo. Yeah. And then less when, harsh than I thought then. All right, yeah, then when Valerie up and leaves, dad, like, has both hands on the mantle, turns around and, like, just, like, rips it from the mom's hand and just throws it in the trash. Face up, by the way, which... Again, we oh, that was a. That was so we would know. Yeah. What did he throw out? I don't know. It looks like a picture frame. Oh, whatever. They went to summer camp together. <laughs> if it was face down, I'd be bringing it up. That's a great. That's fair. That would be a big mystery. <laughs> it would be a mystery. I got a grip, actually. Why the hell 
does V have to swipe Evie's card after he gets off the elevator to get into Prothero's fucking apartment? Like, it makes no sense. Like, it's not like he uses the card to get onto the elevator to eventually go up to Prothero's apartment. It's, he gets, the elevator doors open, he walks by the little scanner thing and scans her ID. Yep. After he's on the floor and in the apartment, why would her key card let her, let her into the apartment in the first place? Like, what, why, why? Anybody? I forgot that scene completely. Mm. Yeah, it's when he kills him. Yeah, I know. He like, mentioned it, he's like, like he's in the shower, he's doing his thing, and he's like reciting the lines, and you see V like entering in. The elevator doors open. He walks out and scans the card. Yep. And I'm like, that's fucking. Maybe backwards. it was cut together wrong. For, I, mean, I mean, I'm not defending it. I'm just yeah. saying maybe it was cut together wrong. The problem still remains: why would this no-named girl have the, the authority? Have the authority to just walk into this dude's house? Have elevator access to. He went on the house. internet and opened up her uh, her. Allowance. Now that's actually plausible. Sometimes she brings coffee. <laughs> Sometimes she brings coffee. It's all the takes. loves coffee. This is Alan Moore's third movie that was a uh, well, third graphic novel that was made into a movie. First one is From Hell. Second one is, there is. League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. He hated the first two film adaptations so much he didn't see V for Vendetta when it came out. I wonder after the... I hope someone told him it was good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I wonder if he saw Watchmen. I wonder if he's like, no, I'm done with my work being put in a movie. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm just no, selling no, I'm them and getting out of here. I'm cashing no the check and getting out. Because like, it said, he made a big deal of saying, I'm not seeing it. They keep screwing it up. I'm done. This is not my vision. Okay. That's, That's I, why Purefoy left, because it wasn't his vision. <laughs> but I wonder, no, it was too I'm, difficult for him to wear the mask. That's why he left. Okay. Oh, is that what it said? To wear a day in and day out of filming, Not, I think something about uh, wearing the, the mask. What I said was artistic differences. Uh, uh, yeah, the artistic difference being that he had to fucking wear a mask the entire film. What a tool. Whatever company's he making also, that mask, making bank now. Yeah, they're everywhere. Yeah. I mean, Halloween it, costume. I'm perfect. Sure, many many people. A lot of people did it. The ho- I was my like, so it came out was popular that summer. My senior year, it was brought up in my high school a bunch of times in my English class. And then my freshman year of college was like, as like the V for Vendetta thing was kind of coming down, and people were still doing it for Halloween. They sell the mask in conjunction with the. If you buy the graphic novel, you got the mask yeah. with it. Really? I, at one point, um, I was driving a couple of years ago, and uh, some kid on a bike just cut in front of my car. And he looked at me. He had the mask on. So I was like mad, but I was like, that's pretty cool. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you, kid. The revolution has started. And this doesn't. And this doesn't include. The actual revolution that, like, cornerstone is this mask. Anonymous comes out. Anonymous starts after this movie comes mm-hmm. out. Right. Shortly after this movie comes out. And that's their thing now. So how many anon- I can, Anonymous is fucking everywhere. So I'm sure there's a whole mess of those that got sold that way, too. That priest is an idiot, by the way. Mm-hmm. Priest is a fucking retard. <laughs> <laughs> like, how are you that dumb? How much older... That's for your grace to decide. Dude, you're right here. No, 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 no. She's telling him the plan. Listen, listen, dude. I don't want to have sex with you or anything, but, like, you're about to die. Like, you need to, like, get me some help. What a fresh new take on this game. (laughs) What is wrong with your head? Like, what's going on? What is wrong with your head? A lot. No, no, that that was the problem with most of the people that V took out is that they were so cocky 
They 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 had government protection. They were in. Nobody could touch me. Like nobody can. T- like nobody's gonna fuck with me. That's why Prothero didn't care about. I mean, it's totally possible that Prothero doesn't have like open access. Like, who's gonna come in and hurt me in the middle of my in the middle of the night? Nobody. Um, um, I'm me. I'm the voice of London. England prevails because I say it does. Mm, same with. Prevails. And then the priests, same problem. You're about to die. Ooh, what a fun little game. That was so fun. <laughs> that was so stupid. It's dumb. Oh, I love this game. I was like, I love You know what? The first part was, was fine. Ooh, I love the confession game. Yeah. No, I'm working with a terrorist. You're about to die. Ooh, I caught the terrorist? No- oh, my God. Stop. <laughs> Once you switched into that mode, there was no switching out into, you know, rational human thought. I no, guess. <laughs> True. There's a part of the movie, I'm not saying I don't like it, I just wonder if they shot this scene when she's describing how when, uh, she first, after she leaves V, and she's like out and about, and she's still a fugitive, but she's like unrecognizable, and she's describing how a, a former co-worker was in line at mm-hmm. the grocery That sounded really awesome to me. I wonder if they shot it and just cut it for time. Hmm. And they just added that scene. Oh, that would be cool. I don't yeah. think they shot it. You don't think they That'll shot be, it? I guess. No. It, but, like, it's totally, like, the way that she's, like, narrating that scene. Mm-hmm. You could totally see it being one of the cutbacks. Right. Like, where she's, like, talking over the scene and it, like, cuts to her, like, shaking. Because, like, I understand she has no fear at this point, but I'm, like, you're wondering as a, as a viewer, like, where's she going to go and isn't she still wanted and... What's going she on? She apparently just this? hangs out in that room and watches TV all the time. Yeah, but like, what room? Like, wh- <laughs> wait, where is that? <laughs> it's a secret room. Probably underground also. Could be. Yeah, how does she get a fake ID? It doesn't seem like a mm-hmm. type of country that fake IDs are accessible, but she apparently got one. Right. Everybody knows a guy somewhere. Yeah, I thought it would have been true. cool if we saw that scene, though. It would have been cool. Yeah. I don't think they shot it just in the spirit of the movie, but if they did, I'm upset they didn't put it in. Right. Did anybody notice how her eyes moved in that scene? She didn't make eye contact with him for most of that for most of that exchange. She was telling that story looking away. And it wasn't until like the pivotal like she didn't even notice me. And then she looks at him and is like, I guess what you did worked. Next time you watch it, next time you watch it, just watch her eyes move. Her eyes are down and away for the entire story, and then she looks up at him right at the end. Hmm. Like she can't even make eye contact with him. Joe, since you saw this movie for the first time yep. when Evie was quote unquote captured. Saw it coming the entire time. Did you? I was like, this is as soon as you she gets captured by a guy, you don't see his face. I'm like, that's V. Okay. Oh. Okay. And I also right. saw with the when he addresses the imposter. Oh yeah. Every time in this movie when you don't see someone's face, I assumed it was V. The right the, off the, the, bat. the imposter. <laughs> oh, that, that's me. I think the pos- the imposter is more obvious, but the first time yeah, yeah. I saw it, I was they got me. Yeah, no, it was Alex the guy talking to her in the jail cell. Him. V. It was all V. Really? Yeah. yeah. He's not going to bring someone else in on this. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> See, that's the thing. Um, when I first saw it, I didn't realize that he was being Rockwood or that he was the one that captured V. Or Evie. I'm sorry. Like, I didn't I didn't realize either. But then again, I was like 17, 18. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's not exactly, you know, you're not that's exactly... That's true, thinking. yeah. Yeah. I had... 11 years on former you guys <laughs> yeah. watching the movie. Watching movies in general and like yeah. this thing, like these tropes come up. I thought it was too elaborate of like a set that he could just have in his underground in order for him to pull that off. That was actually my big, like, <laughs> like it, going no going into it this time, that was actually my big problem too. I was like, come on. He's got like this awesome epic man cave 
and a scale model replica of the building he destroyed just in case? <laughs> just in case he meets up? Like, what? Why even have it? Why have it in the first place? That for a second, reason. I was like, his hideout is in the prison. And I was like, wait, no, we blew up the prison. Yeah. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, it was very peculiar. Although he does do a decent job at hiding his voice with Evie. Oh, yeah, definitely. Not so much with... Rockwood. When, he, when he's Rockwood, yeah. That, like, that, the way he's even talking is very, like, V. I'm surprised that the guy wasn't like, are you, are you sure you're not V? Because you, I've watched all of those videos, like, six or seven times. You sound and talk just like the terrorist. I always took that as, Finch kind of knows, but he wants to learn. He mm-hmm. wants to know more, so he's just playing dumb a little bit. He's playing a little I dumb. think he's, like, you know, conflicted. Maybe. He react like, he might have suspected it, but he reacted Yo, as he, if he, he goes, wasn't sure he, he at all. Over and that's the thing. Yeah. And I, that's what I brought up originally. Like, when he does find out, he flips, he flips his shit. And he's like, that son of a bitch! I, I would that's chalk that Whatever up. the British say. I would he chalk that up to, like, bullshit. exhaustion. Because yeah. he's probably not sleeping a lot at that point. And then when he realizes, like, oh, wow, he got me, he probably, I'm pissed. I think he even says that in the movie, that he's not sleeping, right? Yeah. Right. Well, because he thinks he's learned the truth. I mean, it's kind of a tropey thing with Inspector Finch, but, like, I'm sure many other movies do this, but I saw a parallel with, like, the Boondock Saints with nice. Willem Dafoe's character. Mm-hmm. And, like, the, the law enforcement that's so keen on catching them and all of a sudden realizes, wait a minute. They're the good guys. I'm siding with them. Yeah. They're actually the good guys. Yeah. I thought that was cool. Yeah, that was... There's that a lot of parallels to other movies. And a lot of movies take away from this, like, after the fact. Like, uh, the little girl getting shot. I immediately thought of the first Hunger Games movie, when Rue gets shot, and everybody sees it broadcast, and then, well, shot, killed. And everyone sees it broadcast, and there's, like, a riot that breaks yeah. out in that district. That was, like, my first thought. Yeah, that was... It's interesting to try to come up, try to figure, like... It's never gonna be an argument that we could solve, or a mystery that we would be able to solve, I should say. Right. But, like, always try to come up with, like, what what came first. It's like the chicken or the egg. Did, you know, did this come out and this is what made What's-His-Face do that with Willem Dafoe's character in the Boondock Saints? Or was it just like a completely... The Boondock Saints came out before this. Yes. The Are movie you, did. Why do you mean the graphic novel? But that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, it's yeah. totally plausible right. that... That's true. You know, um, I can never remember the guy's name that did Boondock Saints. The guy that made Boondock Saints, that he was... <laughs> Mr. Boondock Saints. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Boondock. Mr. Boondock Saints himself. Mr. Saints. Boondock um, is his first name. Naturally. Like, he could have read Free Beaver Vendetta, saw this little trope, and been like, that's... I'm doing that with my cop guy. Troy Duffy. Troy Duffy, that's it. But, yeah. And if not, V for Vendetta was something else that also used that. Yeah. But yeah, no. And then it goes back to even further. How far back does it go? Oh, gosh. Send us an email, cthpodcast at gmail.com. Do the research for us, because we're lazy. We are. And we, my bet is Shakespeare. It's probably a good bet. Frank, anything else? Been quiet. You guys talked about the whole movie. <laughs> uh, I don't really have any gripes. I really spoke my gripes. I'm done. And that's going to wrap up our review of V for Vendetta. Now we're going to rate it. Here on Zero's Talking Heroes, we use our Infinity Stone rating system, where we use not letters or numbers, well, we do use numbers, kind of, or thumbs up or stars. We use Infinity Stones to portray what we thought of the movie. The scale is 1 to 6. 
one being the lowest, six being the highest. Shards are half a stone, by the way. Clarified that at the beginning, but I like the... In case they forgot. No, I love it. This episode is long. (laughs) This episode is long. It is long. (laughs) So we'll all go around the table and we'll tell you what we thought of V Vendetta in numerical form. Matt. I think V for Vendetta is a very good movie. It's got a good message, um, albeit a uh, a very dangerous one, but a good message in the sense that it's about education and and just doing the right thing for the right reasons. I give this movie four stones because it's still a DC movie. I mean, let's be honest. What? That's Bias. about Matt's ceiling yeah. for a DC yeah. movie. Biased opinion. Wow. Sequel. I give this movie five stones. It's well acted, it's thought-provoking. If it wasn't a graphic novel, it would still hold up to... I would still watch it every year. I don't think it gets its popularity from being a graphic novel, which I think, you know, we got to take into consideration. Yep, five stones for me. Corey? Frank made a point very early on that this is in, like, the top three of DC movies, and he said it's this, Watchmen, and uh, The Dark Knight, right? That's what you said? That's my... No, no, I I think you... Hit the nail on the fucking head more than I think you may have ever hit the nail on the head. Those, these are easily the best three movies. The Dark Knight got a six from me. Watchmen got five, I think. John, we need a spreadsheet. We need a spreadsheet. <laughs> it either got five or it got five and a half. I'm not sure. It didn't get six. I'm pretty sure it got five though. And this one is getting a five and a half from me. Whoa, hey. So this movie is brilliantly acted, like sequel said. It doesn't do much visually that you... Like, doesn't go over the top visually, but that's okay. The parallels that you can draw from... Pol- from Or the political ties that you can pull from this have always existed. It existed back in 2005 when it first came out. It exists today on, what, three days before an election. It's just a really good movie to watch, even if just for the purposes of education, you can pull a lot of things from this movie. It changed who I am as a person. It made me think about things in a whole different new light, and for that reason, it's getting five and a half stones. Five and a half stones. Frank? Um, This movie is a lot to me. This movie is very inspirational. It's thought-provoking. It's fun. It's emotional. It's got all those things that make a movie great, in my opinion. I'm just going to go ahead and give it six stones. I think Whoa. it does deserve it. I think it does. Wow. It was hard for me not to give it six stones. It was really hard for me not to I give it I could watch this any time and love it every time I watch it. Is this your first six? No, nah, I gave Winter Soldier a six. So, yeah, I think this movie's really good. Like you guys said, it's well acted. I mean, the story is kind of weighed down, a little convoluted, just because there's really dense stuff. But it's... It's powerful stuff. The one problem I really have with this movie is just the fact that I didn't know who most of the characters were because they don't spend a lot of time on it. Like, they don't really touch on many of the people, and I'm sure that was on purpose, but I just see someone on screen and be like, who is that? I don't, I don't really, am I supposed to know who they are? Am I not? But other than that, no, it's a really good movie. I was stuck between giving this, like, a really high four and a five, and I think I'm going to end up going five, because based on the discussion we had, it pushed me over the hump into that next stone, so it gets five for me also. And that wraps up our coverage of V for Vendetta in total. Now what we're going to do is go around the table and recommend what you should do in between listening to this episode, 
Hopefully on November the 5th. <laughs> and, our, and whatever our next episode comes out. Uh, I'll go first. Yes! Ooh. I'll give you time to, to think. Like, it's fine. <laughs> Sorry. I'm going to recommend that you listen to Mike Birbiglia's comedy, because I was doing that recently. Oh my God, Mike Birbiglia. And man, it's good. good. I forgot how good. It always makes me laugh, even when I've heard it. live. Yeah? Yeah. Was, he, a, was he good in a, live? In a room about as big as the room we're in right now. Wow. Where he's standing in the corner and I'm sitting here on, like, fold chairs. That's crazy. Yeah. Is there a table? There was no table. <laughs> was it pointed the wrong way? It was pointed the wrong way, though. <laughs> I, his best bit is when, I think he's uh, talking about rap songs, and he wishes that he could just, like, end all of his things with, Mike Birbiglia. <laughs> Like, wishes he could end his jokes, like, rap people end their songs by saying their name. It's great. My favorite thing is the entire My Girlfriend's Boyfriend album slash performance, whatever that is. So if you have Spotify or whatever else is on there. Corey? Well, Joe, as you said, this is coming out on the 5th of November, which is just a few short days before Election Day. So get your butt out of bed 10, 15 minutes early, go to your school, go to your borough hall, Vote. It doesn't matter if you're voting left, you're voting right, you're voting green. I don't care. Do it. You have that right, and I expect you to do it. I sent my vote in about two weeks ago. Sigla, you ready? Yeah. Uh, the <laughs> mini NES is coming out soon. Oh. Go buy it. Preloaded with 30 classic games. NES. Do you pick, or is it 30 no, that they choose? it's the 30 they choose. Okay. You could get a list online. It's Duck Hunt 30 times. Okay, but it's not like a Probably secret what's on it. Okay. No. Right, that's uh, Tecmo Bowl's on there. A lot of Mario, Zelda, 1 and Tecmo 2. Tecmo Bowl is super fun. Tecmo Bowl is a lot yes. of fun. Super Tecmo Bowl's better. What about Excite Bike? I think it might be on there. Thank Metroid's God. on it. Thank fucking God. That didn't make my uh, bubble, things bubble trouble. Bubble bubble. Bunch like of stuff. Yeah, <laughs> no, so go out, buy it. I think it's like $60, which, what, two bucks a game? Not bad, right? That's actually a great way to look at it. Yeah. <laughs> That's the way I looked, I looked at it when I bought my television. I, I figured out how many inches I was getting how much per bridge? dollar. And I was like, <laughs> I was like oh, oh, okay, it's like $7 an inch. That's pretty good. How many inches were you getting? Enough. <laughs> hey, yo. Frank, recommend us something. Uh, I'm going to recommend that you either A, learn an instrument, or dust that shit off and pick up your instrument again. Uh, and it's, then drop it's it fun. in a month. And then drop it in a month. What? <laughs> it's horrible. Don't do that. Follow yeah, through. Try it again. Play it. Have fun. Matt. Hey! Um, I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to go back to what I've been watching. Uh, check out the Whelm podcast if you're into DC things. Specifically cartoons, because that's what they talk about. Friends of the show is on the podcast, and they talk about uh, good stuff. If you're into uh, DC, which I'm not. I thought he was going to say Rebels. <laughs> we all did. <laughs> I mean, Rebels was on a break this week, so... There was no Rebels, guys. So eat shit. And he hates himself. And I hate myself every day. <laughs> so let's plug our social media before we get out of here. Yeah. If you'd like to send us an email, I feel like I've mentioned this like four or five times already, but yeah. if you'd like to do it, send it to zthpodcast at gmail.com. If you can keep it under 140 characters, you can tweet at us at zthpodcast. You can send us some pictures at zthpodcast on Instagram. Uh, look for us on Facebook by searching Zero's Talking Heroes in the search bar. Or facebook.com backslash zthpodcast. And if you were going to a catacomb, which is... November 11th, 12th, and 13th 
you will see three stars of ZTH Podcast in the flesh. We'll all be wearing Guy Fawkes masks, though. <laughs> Someone will be wearing a Guy Fawkes mask, and at least one of us will be wearing a shirt. Send us and that Instagram is a great so fucking use of it, at least. A perfect use of it. I'm going to argue all three of us will be wearing a shirt. <laughs> Disagree. At least one of us will be wearing a shirt. I'm pretty sure I, I'm going to have at least one time I'm not going to be wearing Yeah, you're, you're going to have to wear at least one of the It's shirt. a themed barbarian game. <laughs> <laughs> An army defense! I tear off all my shirts. Oh, God. And last but not least, find us on iTunes. Give us a five-star rating, and if you want to leave a review with that, we will read it on the air. Yes. Much like an email, but more fun than an email, because it comes with a five-star rating. Right, exactly. We like stars. Almost as much as we like stones. Almost. Wait. We like stars more or stones more? Personally? Yeah. uh, Stars. (laughs) Wow, there it is. And check us out on Stitcher, too, if you're doing that. I don't know why you would, but if you are. Next time, we're going to be doing Doctor Strange. Whoa. Our first new release in God knows how long. Oh Suicide God. Squad. We're, we're going to have August. a pound town yeah. worth of new releases for the next two months, though. Yeah. Two? I think we have like two, maybe three. <laughs> I think it's two. It feels like a lot. Definitely I mean, two. after three months without one, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It feels like the next, the next three years, there's like 60 yeah. comic movies We're playing. so set, guys. We're so set. We're going to be... We're, we're going to flood this gonna market. Be, we're <laughs> literally going to be we're printing We're cornering the market money. early, is yeah. what we're doing. <laughs> we're literally going to be printing money, guys. <laughs> Once we get that Patreon set up. Yep, Patreon set up. <laughs> Oof. Thank you for tuning in to Zero's Talking Heroes. On behalf of everyone else... So long. Good night. She can get it.